Can you believe that it's September already? No. Do you want to hear something hilarious that I, I saw online and then forwarded to, I'm surprised I hadn't sent it to you yet. All right. Let's um, hear it. it says, congratulations. You've successfully made it to the end of August. Welcome to level nine of Jumanji. <laughs> awesome. seems fitting, doesn't it? It does. It's kind of like a, a friend of mine who put out a newsletter for her business this week and it said, uh, we're almost to the end of March break. Yeah, that feels accurate. Yeah. So uh, whether it's the end of March break or whether it's September, it's that time of year. So it's time to get back to routine. What do you think? I'm ready for it. Let's get on with it. All right. Hi, and welcome to The Improvement Project, a podcast about being a better human through good habits, challenging yourself, learning from a wide range of experts, and celebrating all the little wins along the way. I'm Dr. Peggy Malone, a healthcare provider and human being trying my best to be better and encouraging others to do the same. I'm in London, Ontario, Canada, and with me is my disciplined accountability partner, Jenny. That's me, Jenny Kaus, a marketing professional from St. Thomas, Ontario. I'm a small town gal and a big believer in the power of habits. We know from research and from our year of monthly habit challenges, how our daily choices impact and ultimately create our lives. So we're getting intentional about our habits and we hope to inspire you to become more disciplined, more consistent, happier, healthier, more productive, and overall, your own best self. Today's episode is episode 115 of The Improvement Project, and believe it or not, we are into September. We finished up the last of our summer shorts episodes last week, and we are getting back to routine and back to our regular longer episodes. Our online pretend best friend Gretchen Rubin says that September is another January, and we love this concept, and we want to reiterate what this means to us as we get going in September of 2020. As we attempt to get to the end of the never-ending weekend that many of us have fallen into since the beginning of COVID times and take control of our habits and routines in these weird, still not 100% normal times. In Umi Likey, I'm loving a book and Jenny's into a show on Amazon Prime that is a great escape right now. In You Win or You Learn, my win is related to an app on my phone and the fight against the doom scroll. And Jenny's Learn is also tech related, but more specifically to her on again, off again relationship with TikTok. It's so shameful. (laughs) So September is another January, usually, but this year feels weird. We usually associate back to school with a clean slate of a fresh new start. And it's a great time to put away the late nights and bad habits of summer and get more productive and really dial in your routine. Depending on your situation, this year may not quite fit that description. Some kids are heading back to school, but many are learning from home. Many people are still working from home 100% of the time. Some may not be back to their regular work. This is obviously different from every other year, and it may have an effect on how you approach this year's September. Today, we want to let you know what each of us is planning to do to get back to routine this September. And we will also offer some suggestions that may resonate with you if you are looking for a bit more routine in your life, especially as it relates to your health. Jenny, do you have any plans to change anything up or to get back to any habits or routines as we head back into that quote, back to school time? Mm. I'm looking forward to getting definitely into a bit more of a routine um, with school starting and I'm adjusting to how that will look with my son in school and me and my husband working at home. But I got to admit, I'm holding those expectations 
very lightly these days because it seems like all plans have that little asterisk with the term subject to change beside them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, and, but one thing in terms of kind of habits, um, very recently, like in the last week have started doing, and it was daily journaling. And it feels like a really productive way to kind of clear out that brain clutter. Um, so specifically what it is, is committing to writing three pages just in an old journal I already had, um, in right away in the morning. I think it's called morning pages. It's a thing. Have yeah, I've this? heard about this before. Yeah, Tim Ferriss talks about it. Oh, okay. Um, so so this, is a, an, this is an addition to your gratitude journals, yes? Yes, yes. Okay. So I just sit and um, I've actually been waking up a little bit earlier to have a bit of like quiet time alone to just sit and I'll just, and it, it can be about anything. Like it can be a list of things you want, you need to do that day, like just as a way to get whatever is in your head out and on paper. Um, and it really does help with clarity and it kind of feels like you can start the day with your brain kind of, there's, I don't know how to describe it, but there's something about putting it on paper. Yeah. That gets it out of your brain. So you don't have to worry about it. Like reduces your decision fatigue. Yeah. I've heard all sorts of good stuff about it. I've just never been able to commit to it. So that's great. Jenny. Yeah. And I, I have, I mean, I would say in the last week I've missed two days out of the, say seven, like probably there. Um, but it's felt really good. And I would really like to continue doing this because I mean, as you know, I'm somebody who kind of works out my thoughts through talking to other people and I'm used to spending a lot more time with other people than I am right now. So it's a good way to kind of, um, process thoughts and without having the ability to just constantly be running into people and talking to them in person. So I think that it would be a, a good useful habit to keep up. I recommend trying it, even if you just try it one day, because I think okay. it's, plus, you know, it feels, it, we're doing everything on the computer these days. It feels good to write. Yeah. That's cool. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. How about you? Well, as I mentioned in the intro, for me, it's felt a little bit like the never ending weekend since the beginning of COVID. And for me, I really want to prioritize my health and John's health this fall. So as I often do in September, I will be taking a month off of alcohol to just really focus on feeling clear and healthy and getting back on track. Okay. Um, and I will also be continuing my workout routine of four to five days per week and Great. prioritizing better sleep. Good idea. So all of those things will allow me to be more productive as well as happier and healthier. And I know this from previously doing them at, that, at this time of year. Gotcha. That's awesome. And um, the lovely part about this time of year is that with just about perfect timing, our friend Tommy Caldwell, who we have cool. interviewed a couple of times on the podcast, he yeah. put out a really great newsletter this week asking, is now the time to get back into taking care of your health? <laughs> All right. So he said that during the past few months, your routine has likely taken a bit of a hit. Uh, yeah, yeah, I will resonate with that. He then offered up three things that you need to focus on as we head into this time of year and getting back and do a good health routine. So the first one he recommends is setting an earlier bedtime. So he says, um, if you haven't had a strict work schedule over the summer, chances are your bedtime crept later and later as the nights went on. 
So not only is later sleep directly costly to your body composition, but the second and third order effects of late bedtimes and inadequate sleep in general will make it challenging to get your body back on track. So every hour you get to sleep before midnight is worth twice the hours you get after 12. That blows my mind. That's a good one. So aim to get to bed between 9 and 11 if you're serious about changing your body. What time do you go to bed? Um, I'm usually in bed between nine and 10 and sleeping by 10:30. Yeah. Nice. How about you? Uh, 10 PM <laughs> lights off 10 PM lights off 10 PM <laughs> bedtime is very serious business in our house as you're aware. Um, so yeah, we do go to bed sharply at 10 PM every night. Um, my husband is very much serious about the time he goes to bed. So I just go to bed at the same time, but we do stay up and usually watch something after 10 for a bit, 20 minutes or so. Okay. Um, and then generally speaking, I fall asleep pretty hard. Okay. And then I'm out. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, the second piece of advice that Tommy, uh, included in the newsletter was prioritize exercise. When you have much space and time and little routine, exercise appointments can slip by the wayside. If you're going to get back into the swing of things, you need to prioritize your workouts. If you feel as though you've moved too far into the sedentary direction and don't know how to get back, start with walking. Waking up, putting on your shoes, and walking for 45 to 60 minutes delivers many positive benefits. First, you are creating a routine of exercise with low demand and few barriers. Second, getting early morning light in your eyes sets your circadian clock and helps you sleep at night. Lastly, if you walked fasted, you set yourself up for better fat metabolism throughout the day. That's cool. So by the way, Tommy's hardcore. And if you listen to any of the episodes (laughs) with Tommy, you'll know this. And he said walking 45 to 60 minutes. I would say if that's a barrier for entry to anybody listening to this, just start with 15 minutes or 10 minutes. Just getting moving in the morning first thing is probably, even if it's five or 10 minutes, you don't have to go to 45 to 60 right away. You don't have to be Tommy Hardcore. He's amazing. And obviously um, he knows what he's talking about, but but just get started. And uh, getting moving is more important than making sure it's a certain number. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's very good advice and advice that I very much need right now. Okay, good news. Um, so then the third thing is set an eating window and we're not talking about the pickup window at Wendy's (laughs) just to be clear. (laughs) I wanted it to be that, but that's not what it is. So the chances are that your grazing, snacking and habits of overeating have gotten away from you since the shutdown. So selecting a specific eating window is as e- it's an easy way to get some control back into your eating habits. So start with a simple window like 12 hours. So for example, if you have breakfast at 7 a.m., try not to eat past 7 p.m. If you fast in the morning and don't eat until lunch, you can extend your window, but I still wouldn't recommend eating past 10 p.m. Just do what works for you, but set a clear start and stop time for your eating. That's a good general rule. I think it's a really great rule because I think one of the things that happens for a lot of people is they get um, sort of caught up in late night snacking. Yes. And so this, if you have the window, it just allows you to be like, okay, like this is my window. Start with 12 hours. It's a pretty simple way to um, make a change for your health that is helpful. It's a good habit to start with in September too. I definitely, I've gone for like years at a time before having the rule to just not eat after dinner. Mm -hmm. Um, And for no other reason than... I have never ate after dinner out of hunger. 
Right. Which I think is common for most people. It's boredom or whatever. I would end up just feeling kind of yucky after I ate in the evening, but I can't okay. really say that now because I don't know if you're familiar with the layered nacho dip, um, <laughs> but I got a couple of those. Oh my goodness. Be right back. <laughs> I'm still highly entertained by the um, fast food window comment. Very good. <laughs> That's why is that exactly what I thought of when I saw eat it, start an eating window. This is so good. Set, start at that eating window and just go to all the eating windows. Uh, oh my goodness. So thank you, Tommy, for those pieces of advice. And he says, if you do just these three things, you will begin to move back into the right direction for a healthy routine. These actions are less about the immediate results that they deliver and more, much more about the long-term habits that they will put you in a position to form. And that's what our goal is always when we're trying to pass on good habits and routines as we talk to you each week on the Improvement Project podcast. So if you want to get some more health and wellness and fitness tips from Tommy, head over to tommycaldwell.net and sign up for his newsletter. I'll put a link in the show notes as well. Thank you, Tommy. Thank you, Tommy. All right. Now it's time for Ooh, Me Likey. Uh, and as you may recall from past episodes, this is where Jenny and I like to talk about books and podcasts and TV shows and frivolity and whatever it is that we might be into. And we just want to share it with you because maybe you might be into it too. So uh, Jenny, um, do you want me to go first? Or you want to go first? You go first. Okay. So I'm almost finished re reading this book and it's called the year of yes. And it's by Shonda Rhimes. I've heard really good things about that. Okay. So the subtitle is how to dance it out, stand in the sun and be your own person. And I just going to read the back here. It's actually really cute with, so Shonda Rhimes, it, for those people who aren't familiar, she is the creator of, and one of the major writers, I think of Grey's Anatomy, Scandal, How to Get Away with Murder. She's a force to be reckoned with in Hollywood. Certainly. So with three hit shows on television and three children at home, Shonda Rhimes had lots of good reasons to say no to invitations. And to an introvert like Shonda, there was a benefit to saying no, nothing new to fear. Then on Thanksgiving, 2013, her sister muttered, you never say yes to anything. Mm -hmm. It was a wake up call and a challenge. Soon, Shonda committed for one year to saying yes. Profound, impassioned, and laugh out loud funny, Year of Yes reveals how one little word changed Shonda's life and inspires readers to change their own. That sounds really good. It's really an awesome read because she's a writer. Like she writes for television and she writes drama. And so she's a fantastic writer. She's entertaining. The book is great. So I highly recommend it. How far are you through it? Um, I'm probably three quarters through. I saw that recently. Like, I think it came up on one of my, like, um, scribed. I don't know if it said scribed or scribed, but my audio book book app. Yeah. That that was one of the titles that was available. So maybe I'll check that out. Okay. Yeah. It's good. I like it. Huh. Okay. Well, that's a good one. Good All right. What are you into? So I'm into a TV show and I'm going to go watch it as soon as we're done recording. I'm not going to lie. Um, so it's not a new show, but it is um, called Parenthood. Do you know what I'm talking about? I absolutely know what you're talking about because John started watching it in COVID times and I was busy doing other stuff, but every once in a while I would kind of deke in and be like, okay, what's happening now? So I got the sort of the version from John's mouth about what was happening oh. and I knew who the characters were, but I didn't really watch it with him, but I absolutely know what you're talking about. Okay. So did he watch it on Amazon Prime? I think so. Yeah. 
Okay. So that's what we're watching it on. And I, I don't know, I'll have to talk to John about this, but I just find it's just kind of a nice show. It's about a family. So it's kind of like the parents and then they have four adult children and those four adult children are all parents as well with their own families. And it's about like their, the name of the families, the Bravermans. And so it's about kind of all of their lives and it kind of goes from family to family and it all intertwines as well. And it just feels like a little nice bit of escapism right now because it has nothing to do with the current reality. And it's kind of just about these people's lives and it's got a lot of great people in it as well. Um, Dax Shepard is in it who I, I used to not like Dax Shepard and I don't know why because I listen to his podcast routinely now and really, really like him. And um, Lorelai from Gilmore Girls, Lauren Graham. Lauren Graham, yeah. She's in it and she's great. And the dad um, is coach from that um, from the yeah. show back in the day. What's, what's his name again? Oh, what is his name? Um, that's going to bug me. I'm going to look it up right now. Okay. Checking now. Um, coach, coach, coach. Why isn't it telling me? I'm like looking at a picture of the guy. It's because I'm trying to find it. Craig T. Nelson. Oh, that's it. Yes, exactly. Craig T. Nelson. And yeah. Bonnie Bedelia is, plays his wife. And the only reason I know her is because she played uh, Holly Gennaro in um, Die Hard, which is one of my all-time fave movies. Okay. I like her because she kind of feels like an eccentric older lady a little bit. Like, yeah. I don't know what it is, but I like her. But anyway, it's really good. And if you haven't seen it, it's a good one to start. It's just kind of nice and so far light. <laughs> yeah. Well, like there's I'm a bit sh- of drama, but it's not stressful, like watching a lot of the shows that are on some of those streaming yeah. networks. So I would agree yeah. with you. It's probably a nice escape. Yeah. Just kind of nice everyday life stuff. Nice. All right, let's move on to a segment we call You Win or You Learn. And as you may remember from before the summer shorts, Jenny and I would do this segment. And each week, instead of thinking about you win or you lose, we want to share something with you where we have come across something that we've done well during the week or where we've had a bit of a learning opportunity. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go with the win this week. And here's what it is. After the never-ending back-and-forth fight against the doom scroll, and sometimes still being susceptible to having my phone in my room by my bed, dun, dun, yep. dun, I finally decided that I had to take a firmer action, and I 100% just deleted twi- Twitter off of my phone. Wow. And then I recommitted to keeping the phone plugged in in the other room at night and reading my book book. Because yeah. Twitter is the one that causes my brain to do like the most intense. I can see that. Goes to the bad place. Yep. So no Twitter on my phone. I have also taken a page out of your book. Occasionally I have to put a tweet up into the world because I'm, um, you know, yeah. marketing the podcast or I'm doing something for my online world. So then I can reinstall it for the 45 seconds it takes me to do that. And then I have to delete it again. Oh, interesting. So that's what do I've started ever- with. I'll see if it works. Do you ever log on on your computer and do it from there instead? Yes, I have done that a couple times as well. So that, I think okay. that's another option and maybe less of a slippery slope situation if I do it that way. And I find um, a good hack for this as well is using the web version instead of re-downloading the app, just log into the service from an internet browser like on your phone. Okay. Because right. here's what I like about that. It's tempting to do but the features aren't as good as the app. So it's less engaging. 
So, so I can go. still do my tweet and can still do my thing. And then I'm out of there. Yeah. Okay. Good tip. Yeah. The other thing I would recommend is potentially getting something like Hootsuite where you can schedule your tweets. So you don't have to actually log in. You could set them up and have them sent out. So you wouldn't have to even have that moment. Jenny, it's like you're a marketing professional and you do this for your living. <laughs> I'm just saying it's a nice way to keep you from getting kind of down the rabbit hole, right? Yeah. That's, those are good tips. Thank you. I will, yeah. uh, I will incorporate those. Um, They're ones how about that I've had to use. Oh, seriously? Nice. Well, then I'm feeling extra good that it's not only me. Well, mine is related. So just so you won't feel so bad. So here's my learn because it's also related to technology and social media. But for me, it's TikTok. Oh, TikTok. Yeah. Rabbit hole TikTok. <sighs> yep. So it's so addictive. I have downloaded it and deleted this app like many times. Like, let me tell you many times. Okay. And I find it endlessly entertaining. I also find it very informative, but the issue is the endlessness of it. So I've come across some really incredible individuals that I've learned a ton from. There's a lot of professionals on there who you can genuinely learn things from. Like it's not just silly things. There's a lot of really interesting um, psychology, marketing, like all of these amazing- Yeah, like anything you can think of, yeah. Incredible. Like all sorts of people are using it as a platform. Um, and you know what? There's like the comedy on it is phenomenal. And it's like regular people who just happen to be a little bit hilarious. Um, <laughs> and so I'm getting great entertainment from it, but it's just so addictive and you can lose so much time so fast. So I, I know for me, I really need to spend less screen time. And I need to do some more things with my hands because that makes me feel so much better. So I need to get downstairs and build something in my little shop or do something art-like because I can spend a way too long on TikTok. And it's like Instagram. Like I love going on Instagram because I follow these amazing ladies who show you all of these cool woodworking things, but I need to go do that. I need to not just watch other people do it. Yes. Yeah, you know? that's good. So, but my gosh, for those, for those who haven't gone on TikTok and you think it's not for you, I'm sorry, but you're wrong. It's amazing. <laughs> it is and, pretty fantastic. But when you say endlessness, you're right because you get on that one page and if you're going in your Twitter or your Instagram or your Facebook feed, you get to the end of what you've sort of seen and then you're done. Yep. Whereas with this, it's never ending. You'll be like three hours later, come up for air and, and like rub your eyes and be like, what happened? Very, very easily. Yeah. Like three hours, that would, I would not have a problem doing that. And I even like a, a long time ago for Instagram, I set a daily timer and a thing goes off and tells me you've been on for 10 minutes. And then oh, I usually that's just cool. swipe Can you do that aside. on TikTok? Would that be? I'm sure you can because there would have to be a way. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure you can. But I'm just, I presently have deleted it, but I'm telling you this Instagram reels thing has really goofed it up for me. <laughs> it's true. I did a couple of Instagram reels. You did. And they're great. To go People check should them check them out. Yeah. Anywho. All right. Well, it sort of seems to be a never ending battle with the social media and I'm sure we're not the only ones. Yeah, absolutely. All right. That's it for this episode of the improvement project. We want to hear about what habits or routines you are dialing up again. Now that it's September, let us know. 
For questions or comments, send us an email to the improvement project at drpeggymalone.com. You can come and say hi on the socials. Jenny is on Twitter, Jacobs, and I am on Instagram at drpeggymalone. You can always get our attention by using the hashtag the improvement project. As usual, you will find all of the resources and links that we mentioned during today's show in the show notes at theimprovementproject.com. This episode was helpful at all for you. Please be sure to tell a friend and share it with them. This is the number one way that new listeners find our podcast. So if you found it helpful or entertaining, pass it on. And we also have a Facebook group. So search for The Improvement Project on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, stay focused and get after it.